Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Sean Casto, and he's the founder of premier app marketing agency, PreApps. You can find him at preapps.com. That's the company website, preapps, A-P-P-S dot com. And let me tell you a little bit about Sean. He's helped thousands of apps reach millions of downloads. Sean is the, also the creator of App Marketing Agency, the world's best online mobile app marketing program. Sean is one of the most in-demand experts on mobile app marketing and growth. His reach has expanded to 80 countries across 24 different app categories where his clients create, launch, and market their apps, taking each app from zero to millions of downloads and sales. We're going to find out how he does it, how he did it, and how you can do it. He's worked with million-dollar apps like Flip, Overkill 2, and gadget flow, and even billion-dollar apps like Cheetah Mobile's Security Master with over 550 million downloads. So, Startup Nation, get ready. If you're into apps, if you're curious about apps, you're trying to figure out what's this whole app marketing thing like. I see some of my competitors, uh, they have apps for their company. I wish I could create one for mine. We're going to get into Sean's brain here and really... Uh, find out how you can do that for yourself. So Sean, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. a big fan of the show. Uh, yeah, I think you, you touched on, on a lot of the main points. You know, we, we've been able to um, 
build a very successful agency over the past eight years now. And it's just been a pleasure, um, you know, working with both, you know, startups, um, you know, mom and pop looking to create their own app and launch it successfully, as well as billion dollar apps out there. Like our clients, uh, our team has worked with Candy Crush and Netflix and some of these, you know, amazing apps you, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, to be able to work from both spectrums. And it's just been um, amazing to be able to go to work and, and see what, you know, people are working on in today's environment. Mm, so cool. So before we get into your story, take a minute and share something personal about you that very few, few people know about in your business life. Ooh, very few people. Um, so yeah, we can go a little deep here. I'm trying to think something unique about myself would be uh, that most people don't know is that I'm actually dyslexic. Um, something hmm. that is, that is unique. Um, and, uh, it was definitely more prominent and more difficult to deal with, uh, in, uh, the younger years. So, you know, elementary school to high school, um, those were a little more difficult in terms of, you know, reading and math and things like that. Been, and then over the years, um, I think I've been able to change my perception around, um, you know, what dyslexia is and, and to be able to, to some degree, kind of use it to my advantage. And what I mean by that is uh, being able to understand that, you know, I think differently, my brain operates a, a slightly differently. Um, some of the most successful businessmen in the world, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, even Steve Jobs were um, uh, to some degree dyslexic. And, uh, and to be able to, you know, almost use it as my superpower. And uh, even though I still have issues to a degree, you know, reading and, and some with, with math to a, to a certain extent, um, you know, I still read a ton now. Uh, I read about a, a book a week. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of working with your, your disadvantages to be able to make it an advantage. But it's something that most people don't uh, know and something I don't really talk about much. Got it. Thanks for sharing that today here, right? And I love what you did. You compared uh, and put yourself in the same category with other uh, super successful, you know, <laughs> billionaires uh, who have struggled with dys dyslexia. And to, you know, Startup Nation, that, that's such a good thing. And, and it's not a trivial thing, right? That's why I kind of want to highlight it for a second. Um, what is your struggle? What are you struggling with? What are you using as an excuse? What are you using as a crutch in your life or in your business that's holding you back where you're saying, you know what, I, I, I can't be as great as I want to. I can't do what these others are doing because of X or because of Y. This is my crutch. This is my reason. This is my excuse. And here's a guy, Sean, and, and you heard Elon Musk, Richard Branson, others. They, every human has something they're struggling with. Every single one of us. It's just a little different. What they did is they chose to turn it into a superpower uh, rather than a weakness or a crutch like um, Sean is saying. So Sean, like, let's get into that for a second. How did you turn that into a superpower? And, and speak to my listener right now because they're wrestling with something. It may not be dyslexia, but maybe they can apply your same method to turn that weakness or crutch into a superpower. How'd you do it? Yeah, well, it, it all comes down to, to mindset really and uh, understanding, okay, well, is this... Um, can this be a good thing or what, what good can I get out of, out of this situation? Right. As opposed to, um, you know, what was me and what are all the negative aspects you, you, you know, you tell yourself the negative aspects every single day, but the important factor is being able to uh, overwhelm those, those negative thoughts with positive thoughts on really, you know, how can you take this to your advantage? And, and the way that I did that was, um, believing, uh, you know, in, in the advantages, first of all, um, you can say them, but if you don't believe them, it's different, you know, so break it down piece. specifically for your situation. So, um, trying to think in terms of like where it first started, um, 
Well, uh, I think the first um, seed that kind of um, was planted was one of my teachers uh, when I was in elementary school, um, you know, sat me down. Um, I had to go to like a separate, um, you know, study hall, essentially, uh, for people who are taking tests, need more time for tests and things like that. And, um, and I was kind of confused. Why, why do I have to leave the class with other people mm. um, to take a test and things like that? And, and she explained to me how, you know, because of dyslexia, uh, my brain was kind of operating a little bit differently at that time. And to be honest, I don't know if this is true or not, but what she said is uh, specifically that, you know, my brain was kind of um, working on overtime. It was running mm. a little bit faster than most people. Um, it was actually accelerating faster than most people. And therefore, since it was, you know, uh, running on overtime, it had a harder time to actually um, consume and digest uh, the information and that kind of mm -hmm. out output it. It was taking it in, but it wasn't really, um, you know, coming out. Um, and, uh, and so she was saying how you, your, your brain's actually smarter and faster than a lot of people. It's just not, um, you know, articulating the information um, as, um, as easily. And what happens is later in, in your years, so I guess around 21, 22, your brain will finally like kind of normalize and slow down. And at that point, you'll actually be a lot smarter than most people. Again, I don't know if there's any of this is factual, wow. but that's what she told me. I love the way she presented it, man. Yeah. She really turned a negative into a positive for yeah. a young boy. So that kind of just planted that seed. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, so maybe when I'm older, uh, I can be, you know, again, it'll be my superpower. Yeah. And, um, and then so at that point, I then started studying, you know, those individuals, you know, the Elon Musk's and the Richard Branson's and et cetera, and finding out uh, even Albert Einstein, you know, had dyslexia. And I was like, wow, these people are pretty smart. Um, so maybe there was some truth to what she said. And, mm. uh, and so at that point, um, I, and then I also started realizing that, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was, you know, very little. Um, and uh, I started my first company in high school and then uh, another company in college and um, you know, I kind of realized, oh, you know, brain, my brain does work a little bit differently. Um, and so I started using that to my advantage. That's so cool. And Sean, I know you didn't come on this podcast to talk about dyslexia. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for going there. Um, and just being real and vulnerable and saying, hey, this was my struggle. And this teacher, when I was a very young boy, turned it into a positive for me and cr planted a seed um, that, that shifted my mindset and it created a empowering, um, belief system rather than a limiting belief system. And that's such a powerful, powerful message, um, for anyone listening right now, who's a parent and an entrepreneur and raising little kids that if they're suffering or struggling with something that makes them a little different than the other kids, how can you reframe it in a way where they go, Hey, that could be my superpower later. And then find other people that have uh, worked through that struggle and been successful with it, right? So I'd love it. Exactly. I think it, I think it's brilliant, and and it's it's so part of what the show is about. It's about because entrepreneurship is that very thing. You've been handed something, whether it's a, a you know a company, an idea, or whatever, and then there's this long road ahead of struggle, and it's all mindset. What are you going to do with it? And are you going to push through and grow it into something awesome and use your superpowers? Or are you going to just kind of like flounder along and make excuses and just exist? Right. And this is, this is the wrestle we go with. All right. So let's get into it, buddy. Um, with pre-apps, let's talk about pre-apps and like, let's talk about the year one. Um, so your first 100 K and, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to, you've heard the show before. I want you to give, uh, our audience, a listener right now, startup nation, uh, your one, two, and three top tips and strategies that you use personally 
to grow pre-apps past the 100K mark? And how long did that take you? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, just to give some, some background in terms of pre-apps, you know, what we are now is a full service mobile app marketing agency. But when we first started, you know, about eight years ago, we were more selective on the type of offerings. And again, just like most startups, just kind of figuring things out and solving a need as things progress. Um, and so for us, you know, we, we had a, um, a website and we had um, actually a uh, discovery platform so people can post their apps on our website to get visibility and things like that. Um, but in terms of, of growth, you know, the growth was, was slower than I anticipated, you know, um, having grand ambitions, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'll reach a million dollars the first year and then we'll, you know, expand from there. Uh, and the reality is, you know, we began to just, um, you know, learn and pivot and grow to where we are today. And, you know, we are right now where we exactly where we need to be. Um, but in terms of going to, to the, you know, since inception, let's say the first year, we made our first about 100,000. Uh, I think about year 1.5, uh, so a year and a half, um, you know, after first inception. Okay. And, um, you know, again, it was just a lot, a lot of trial and error. But your, your, your point was, you know, what are the three kind of main takeaways from that? Correct. So the first one um, that really got us to surpass that 100K uh, component was really understanding that's and thinking that I, I didn't need to have it all figured out on my own. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm actually the sole uh, CEO and, and founder. So it's not like I had, you know, a huge, you know, team of six people initially on. It was just me. And then I hired out, you know, our, our team. Um, but in terms of like the founders, you know, it really all came down to me at that point. And initially on, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I got to have to figure everything out. I got to do it all on my own. I got to, uh, you know, have all the solutions. Um, and the big takeaway that really allowed me to be able to surpass that over 100K was understanding that, you know, we don't need to, to do it all on our own. And, you know, the good news is we weren't really meant to. Um, you know, our mm -hmm. philosophy here, here at Preapps is if you want to achieve success, you know, all you need to do is model those that have already succeeded. Uh, you know, success leaves clues and we don't really need to reinvent the wheel. And so for me, I was trying to reinvent the wheel. What does an agency look like? What, what am I trying to create? Well, the reality was I, I had this kind of light bulb moment where I was like, well, what if I just did what our people were already doing in terms of, of a su successful agency? I mean, it sounds so simple now, but at the time you're just trying to figure things out and working with clients and just, you know, barely growing. But then I realized, well, you know, what if I actually just model those that were already successful that I was, you know, aspiring to be in terms of other agencies that were uh, maybe a different niche or different sector. And then that kind of really uh, sparked that whole different perspective of what our operation looked like. Um, and so that kind of changed everything for us in terms of being able to then work with experts um, that I can hire to be able to build us to where we are today. Um, and so All right, I think so that's your that's your first one. So model uh, the company after other successful companies, other app companies in your industry. So Startup Nation, who in your industry right now is maybe a few exits past you in success that you can model and and not reinvent the wheel and waste all your time trying to pioneer everything. And and I've done exactly. that so many times in businesses and pioneering. Uh, well, most pioneers normally don't get the big rewards. It's normally the company that comes after them. They, they, they lay the groundwork and then the next company and companies after that kind of benefit from it. There are a few exceptions, but you don't have to be that hero. If you want to be successful, model success. So what's your number two, Sean? Number two for me was, was thinking too small at the time. Um, and it was once I was able to 
uh, understand that, you know, because the first step, like you mentioned, is going from zero to 100,000. And, um, you know, I was trying to figure out, right, you know, how do we get to the initial 100,000? But the reality was it would have been a lot easier if I was thinking, how do I get to a million in sales as quickly as possible as opposed to 100,000? Um, because the reality is, you know, we've surpassed well over a million in sales, you know, per year. And getting to a million in sales is actually just as easy to get to 100,000 in sales uh, in terms of, you know, overall operations and understanding the mechanics when it comes to getting there. Um, and then a lot of it comes down to just the perception of the operation itself. Um, and a book, big game changer for me was, was the TEDx rule book uh, with Grant Cordon, which is all about, you know, thinking big and understanding that, you know, you're direction determines your destination you know you change your direction you change your entire business if you look at you know how can i get to a million in sales as quickly as possible as opposed to a hundred thousand in sales as quickly as possible the whole you know operation and perception of your operation you know changes dramatically and for us that came down to really understanding who are we serving um you know can the person that we're serving actually afford you know our offerings um, you know, what are we offering? We end up, you know, improving our overall operation to provide greater value, which therefore can allow us to increase the price, um, which allowed us to get to, you know, our, our goals and, and, and work with bigger operations and bigger uh, clients, uh, and therefore, you know, have a bigger impact, which was what, what it was all about. Um, and so that was kind of number two big um, component that allowed us to get to where we were. Awesome. I like it. So Startup Nation, think bigger and 10x your goal is what Sean is saying here. Sean, what's your number three top tips, top strategy? Number three was really understanding um, the power of marketing, uh, how marketing is really the lifeblood of any successful business. Early on, um, we didn't invest uh, that much in marketing and really maybe didn't understand the, the whole impact of it. It was more just how do we create a better product? How do we create um, you know, better customer service? And how do we do all those things? But the reality is those are all meaningless if you can't actually get people to understand what, you're, what you do and what you're offering. You can get those leads and customers in the door. And so as once we're able to understand really the power of, of marketing, the power of being able to have that machine um, and, and branding and everything working for you um, really transformed our whole business for us. I think that's so important. And so many co companies are suffering with that. They got great products, great services. They're specialists in their fields, but they don't know how to communicate that value offering with the pain, with that, that target audience. And, and they end up with very little leads coming in and it's a big, big struggle. What advice would you give to them specifically? Like what's the number one thing they could do around marketing? Maybe that you did, you learned once you understood it, that started to generate leads for you. And even though it's an app company, uh, someone could do it in a service-based business as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one thing that, that you know, I, I had a big takeaway from was really understanding that it's not necessarily understanding the how, you know, how do I get more leads or how do I do Facebook ads, but really the who, you know, who can I uh, hire, uh, who's the best out there that actually can solve that problem for me, whether it's through Facebook ads or Google search ads or, you know, SEO or whatever that looks like. Uh, being able to work with the experts. I, I'm talking specifically to obviously, you know, the CEO um, of the operation or, or founder, uh, you know, it's our role to be able to surround ourselves with, with the best uh, and not have to try and figure out and do it all on our own. And that was a big takeaway for, for myself because I'm always figuring out, you know, maybe I could just do it on my own. Maybe I could just do this and do that. But the reality is our whole business changed and transformed once we began to work with experts that can actually figure it out for me. 
Mm, so powerful and such a good reminder, Startup Nation, don't fall into the entrepreneurial lie. It's a trap that, you know, if, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. This is a lie. If you want it done right, hire someone who does it better. If you want it done right, hire someone who does it better. Don't, you don't have to go out and learn every darn skill set. That's where Sean said he kind of wasted time year one. He would have got there faster if he just hired it out to these experts faster. So really learn from what Sean is saying here. So Sean, along the way, what would you say? Um, biggest mistake, hiccup, fail, speed bump, um, you know, and maybe you've benefited from it. You look back on it. Wow, I'm really glad that happened. But what was that thing that uh, Startup Nation can avoid? Uh, I would say the biggest, you know, things that biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes that I've made early on was really not uh, investing in myself, um, thinking, oh, you know, again, I can do it all. Uh, I can figure it all out on my own. Um, and understanding that 80% of our success is, is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. And originally I would think that's, oh, it's 100% mechanics. If I can just incorporate the right strategy, if I did the right tactic, you know, everything would, 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 uh, would work out. And one of the biggest mistakes that I made early on was really not, again, investing in myself. When I, what I mean by that is specifically like personal developments, uh, investing in um, mindset, investing in, in seminars and courses and, and coaching and things like that, which can expand my, my mind, uh, which allowed me to be able to there expand my business. Um, and so being able to understand that really well, in terms of being able to surpass that 150K uh, mark, it really came down to the psychology um, and, and the leadership of, of the owner, uh, of the operator, and not really the one little tactic or one little hack, but really the uh, psychology of the operator of the whole business. Mm, so powerful. So we're going to shift the conversation just for a second here. But before I do, can you share with us how much gross revenue uh, did your company do approximately in the past 12 months? I know you said it was over a million, but approximately, what do you got? Uh, so approximately... In the past 12 months, uh, over two. Fantastic. Congratulations. Well done. That's awesome. So Startup Nation, such a powerful story, right? And it took eight years to get there, right? And just want to give that context. It looks like work. It looks like putting in the time. It doesn't look like overnight success. And it looks like, you know, turning your, your struggle into your superpower, as Sean is saying here. So Sean... <clears throat> Um, here's where I want to go with this, uh, how, and, and I know we only have a few minutes left, but I want you just to be potent and be sharp, be very targeted, like a sniper here. How does startup nation, if they're in the app space, uh, they have an app they they've designed it, or they want to design it. How do they make their app go viral in 60 days or less? I know you're the expert in this space. You got the, you got the expertise, you got the plan. How do they do it? If you could sum it up in a few sentences. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say that, you know, virality is definitely a misconception um, in the sense that, you know, everyone, honestly, we get pitched like 10 times a day, oh, how does my app go viral? Um, and, and, yeah, and the truth is, there are ways to be able to um, incorporate virality. So, you know, what we say is apps don't really go viral by accident. Virality can be actually strategically engineered. Uh, and what I mean by that is there are certain components, what we call growth engines, which is what I actually talk about in my book, App Secrets, How to Create a Million Dollar App, where we go through our viral app blueprints. So there are certain growth engines you can actually incorporate within the app itself to enhance uh, the probability of it actually going viral. But even on top of that, you have to have a certain foundation in terms of marketing initiatives to be able to get you there. 
So what I'm hearing you say is you could strategically set your app up to go viral. You could, exactly. you could set it up to win. Whether it exactly. does or doesn't, exactly. it's up to chance at that point. But you could really position it um, to, to really convert well. Is that correct? There are certain mechanics, exactly. What Uber uses, what Tinder uses, there are certain mechanics that, that all these top billion dollar apps incorporate that, um, that we kind of outline in what we call our viral app blueprints. Got it. What's the biggest secret that uh, people don't know when it comes to making their app go viral that maybe you could share right now? The biggest secret would be really incorporating uh, one of the kind of growth engines is what they call a, a win-win um, referral system. What I mean by that is um, think of you know Uber. For example, if you share Uber with a friend, uh, you get $25 and your friend gets $25. Um, that's kind of a win-win referral strategy. So it incentivizes you to share the app because you're going to get $25, but you're also going to look good in front of your friend uh, because you're actually giving them $25 as well. So you're actually, you know, instead of just saying, hey, download the app, you're saying, hey, wait to download the app because I'm going to send you a, um, a text message to be able to download, you know, my, my version so that I get 25, you get 25. Um, that's kind of one easy way to incorporate kind of virality because you're incentivizing and encouraging people to, to share the app and looking good in the process. I like it. I like it a lot. So it's like almost, I'm gonna put words to it, but like a mutual reciprocity program that you put into uh, really uh, creating that vi uh, virability. Is that correct? Exactly. Very cool. All right. So Sean, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show, but before we do Startup Nation, we're listening to Sean Casto. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Preapps. You can find him at preapps.com. He's the expert in the app space. If you want to build an app, get an app going. If you want it to go big, if you want to get it to millions of downloads, he's your guy. Go check him out at preapps.com. Sean, big question. Let's go high level for a second. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? I think they're struggling to reach their first 100K because they maybe don't have the right sense of who they're targeting and, and the pricing and the marketing to be able to get there. Because it really comes down to those things, you know, who you're targeting, what you're offering in terms of the price point and the marketing to be able to put it all together. Uh, because reaching 100K is just 100 orders of a $1,000 product. Um, and you can mix match in all different ways, but the reality is, or it's just one client, one product for a hundred thousand. Uh, but it's really understanding, you know, how can we get there as easily as possible when it comes to who your target market is, what's your price point to get there, uh, that's going to serve them and the marketing that puts everything together. But the who in your target market is really important. And that's where a lot of people struggle because they're targeting people that may not have, um, an interest in their service and, or the money to be able to buy, you know, their product. I love it. One of my other guests, he just wrote a book, Start With Your People. It all starts with your people, whether it's your customers, your team, et cetera. It's, you're in the people business startup nation. You're not in the product business. You create right. products for people, right? People with problems. That's what you're doing. So, uh, Sean, I, I love that. Uh, thank you for that. All right. So, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. All right, Sean, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Having freedom. Love it. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, dealing with clients. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. Now I'm asking you to go real and vulnerable for a second. What are you most afraid of? 
I am most afraid of not being able to provide value. Mm, I get that. What's, what are you struggling with right now? Whether it be personally or professionally, if you were just being real about it, human to human. I'm struggling on uh, where I want to go personally, not from a business standpoint. Business is very successful. My standpoint now is getting clarity and stepping away from the business and more from, you know, where do I want to achieve from a personal standpoint, um, you know, from a success standpoint, because I've had the success in the business. Now it's more of a personal standpoint. I, I think you're in a great place in your life right now. That's an awesome place to be questioning that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Focusing on the operation. You know, John D. Rockefeller says, uh, he who works all day has no time to make money. <laughs> That's such a good one. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear that I have about people mm -hmm. uh, would be that, you know, everyone has their own opinions. Yeah, that's true. The world would be so much simpler, right? <laughs> everyone would just agree with you, Sean. Jeez. Yes. All right. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Uh, what I wish I were to learn sooner would be uh, the importance of marketing. Big time. Uh, what's a new habit you want to form? Waking up earlier. Yeah, that's a big one. What's a bad habit you want to break? Bad habit I want to break would be sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of go together. Pick, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, powerful, uh, exciting, and generous. Wow. Sounds like a person I want to know. Pick three <laughs> words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Stressed, um, problematic, and innovative. Sounds like a person I don't want to know. All right. <laughs> and last question, Sean, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? I would say to be able to treat other people, you know, the way you want to be treated, but leave an impact on the world. Don't focus on, on yourself, but actually leave an impact and provide value to the world. Mm. Powerful. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months? I would say model the success of others. Don't do it on your own. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Startup Nation, model the success of others. Don't do it on your own. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. As I say, entrepreneurship is not a solo sport. It's a team sport. So get your team, build your team now. Sean, what's the best way for Startup Nation to find you? Uh, they can go to preapps.com, P-R-E-A-P-P-S.com. And, um, you know, if you want to connect with me personally, uh, there's details there. You can also connect with one of our app growth experts for a free 30-minute consultation. Um, also, if you're interested, uh, you can go ahead and get a copy of uh, the best-selling book, App Secrets, How to Create a Million-Dollar App, which is available on Amazon. And then you can also actually get a free copy on our website if you wanted to get that as well. Very cool. Well done, brother. All right, Startup Nation. If you like what Sean's up to, if, did you love like the show? Did you love how he went vulnerable? He spoke about dys dyslexia. This is the only show where you're going to get the real deal, the real story of the founder, the entrepreneur, what's actually going on in their life. Because I really try to combine both the professional life and the personal life. And like Sean's, he's taking that on in his own life right now. He's really saying, okay, I built the success. I got the money. We're doing great. I got everything the world said would make me happy. 
but now I kind of want to look at my personal life. You know, where am I with that? I want some clarity. What's next for me? And that's such an important thing to do. And if you want to have that conversation with me, that's what I offer. Spiritual coaching for Christian business owners and CEOs, specifically who are married with children. Why? Because you have a, a very specific set of struggles, challenges that you face. And I help you grow your business without stealing time from God, from your spouse, or from your kids. And isn't that what it's all about? That's what we all want, isn't it? We want to be successful, but we also want to keep what matters as our number one, our, our priority, our spouse and our kids. So if that describes you, go to josephwarren.net, schedule a complimentary uh, spiritual clarity call with me, and we'll spend 30 to 45 minutes getting clear on what do you want in your life right now? If you want that clarity, what do you want in your life right now? That's what we'll do on that, that call. I promise you, you'll have a breakthrough by the end of the call, and then we'll see if we want to work together. And if we don't, that's fine. If we do, you still walked away with the clarity. God bless you. So go to josephwarren.net. Sean Casto, thank you for being on your first 100K. My friend, you did a great job. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you so much. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.